Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about the future of florals, because let's face it, since the age of COVID, we've all become somewhat experts in our own world about, you know, growing seasons, transportation issues, um, everything like even now technology and how it, it really does change some of the choices and options that we have available. And our guest today, we're going to be talking about all of these things, including a software program that she developed for florists and it helped to optimize and manage their businesses. But before I bring on her, by the way, her name is Kareen Heck. Missed that part. Let me bring on our Behind the Veil co-host, Marcy Gutenberg with an Affair to Remember by Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. So. Good. You know, we've talked about florals before, but I think today we're going to take a, a little bit of a different take on it. You know, I, I one of the it's things exciting. I really, I mean, I know. to hear about the new technology. Right. That, and, that's so cool. Well, and it's amazing how many times I talk to a florist that says, oh my God, I really wish I had the right software to help me with this. Or I hate writing proposals. We both all have a friend named Tyler Black, who we love, who's a genius <laughs> when it comes comes to florals, but man, does he hate writing proposals. Right. Oh, right? right. So oh I'm actually going to. I'm going to actually push him towards this after we discuss it today. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's not just that. It's just, you know, all the options that are now available. I mean, we really have realized that, you know, because of COVID, that we really are one world, right? And so in this world economy, how do you make choices that make sense for your wedding? So, right. And you know we'll talk I mean? about, obviously, the big, I mean, I'm sure that Corrine's going to touch on it is the time-saving factor yeah. that you could be putting towards other things for your business. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's get started. Kareen Heck, welcome to the show. Hi, Hi Kareen. How are Hi. you? It's so good to meet you. And so I'm excited that you're on the show because like I said, we're it's a it's a different um we're we're taking a different look at this than we have in the past because we've talked about floral budgets in the past. We've Ooh. talked about the kind of flowers that people are picking and you know what's on trend, quote unquote. But we've never really talked about, you know, the the software side of it, the technology side of it. And and I don't want to I want to make sure that we, you know, have a broad scope here. Uh and so mm -hmm. actually I'm gonna actually start the conversation with some some a little something a little bit more general. And it's okay. a really specific question that I get asked by I think 90% of my, my clients, um, budget, what yeah. per percentage of my budget am I supposed to put towards flowers? And I always have difficulty responding to that question because yeah, if you look it up, I think it's like the knot says 20 or 30% and you know, everybody has their percentage quote unquote, but it doesn't make sense for everybody because flowers don't have the same like meaning to everybody. Some people want less flowers. Some people want more. What's a good answer to that when when people ask about, you know, what percentage of my budget am I supposed to be putting towards florals? Well, you know, I know it's I a weird, it's a broad question. Well, so you know, I think <laughs> what percentage of your budget do you want to use to impress your guests? Because I can assure you that if you're using florals in a big statement pieces or something, how right. special do you want to make it? I, I think that the florals often take that over the top. And also the creators who are developing like the whole idea and concept. So um, we really specialize in all of those components to like bring together, not just the flowers, but often right. the entire element. So I don't know. Well, I mean, right. That's a, I would that's say a, that's as low a hard as question. 10, but as high as like 50% or more. I mean, it's just depending on what, I what, like the idea of a range. I do actually like that idea of a range. I've never really thought about like, oh, well, it can range depending on, you know, what kind of presentation you're looking at putting together. 
Yeah. Right. That makes yeah. I'm actually writing that down. <laughs> well, I think it's never really black and white, but when you start pulling together all the elements, you're like, you really have great taste and this is going to be a large right. chunk of your budget. So, yeah. I love the fact that you said, and you have really great taste. And it's a lot of sugar. I find that. I find that too. And I have really good taste. It does tend to up my budget. But, you know, <laughs> one of the other things I find is that florists are basically wear multiple hats, right? So mm. you're not only a floral expert, but you're also a designer. You know, you're looking at colors and visuals and the room and you're looking at scale. You know, mm. how tall are these? How How much space mm. do I have? I mean, yeah. that's, that's got to be a little bit tricky on your end, especially if you're talking to a client that you've never been to the venue before. How right. do you, how do you well, incorporate that? I think it's a good idea to always ask your client if they've had any visuals or kind of visions for what they ideally want and then steer them into a direction that uh, is suitable for that. Right. And I don't think that you really have to do like on-site venue you know, most of, I would say the florists that we've talked to will work at a venue that is referring them. So they're often like very familiar with that, but I think it's how you steer those clients in those directions and how you give that visual story. How, how great can you throw back their vision into a great story? And I think it all comes down to like a winning proposal that Mm -hmm. you're capturing like their ideas and in a really easy, likable way. I like the way you said story. I do love, I like the way you said story because I think the proposal goes a long way in telling you what your story is. Yeah. Everybody, their story. So how can you make them want to share that with, and it's that continual thread between all the elements of the Mm. visuals and everything else uh, for the day for their guests. Well, and yeah. I think I think that the fact that you used to be an event planner and that you've planned so many weddings, do you feel like that's helped you in the floral world? Oh, most because definitely. You, yeah, you've because you've had both sides? Yeah, I think you have to really learn how to sell a client and you have to sit down and have those conversations. And I think that it's through that tried and true experience that you know, like, what is the best way to steer this client through uh, right. the of the event and what is going to appeal to them most and what are the trigger words or the actions that you need to take depending on the client. So I think that that's very useful, but kind of bringing all those elements um, together yeah. in a quick database format, because, you know, it's all like, <laughs> where do you fit through was the where it got really uh, challenging for me. And uh, yeah, you, know, you have to be able to move quickly and send out contracts quickly uh, because people are really uh, what's in their face at that moment. They want to say, yes, you just have to make it easy for them to say yes. Oh the my am- God. I'm so Amazon sorry. She, she, I know she just said what I always tell people. I'm like, you got to make it easy for people to buy. You have to make it easy yes. for people to buy. If you make it too difficult, they're out. They're like, right. bye, you know, see right. you later. But yeah. Or it takes too long, which was often like, was uh, really challenging for me about 15 years ago when I was presenting right. all these. Cause you might meet with six people, but then you'll spend an hour or two working on one contract and right. then you'll have all these other people. So it's who's qu- quick to move or give the people the most attention and fastest. And um, you don't want to lose a deal. Right. So right. I think generally most businesses think- work that way, but to streamline this was so complicated because sometimes we were working with 50 different farms to bring these different products and right. you want to make sure that they're putting the right price tag on everything because you can really when you, mess up. When you say 50 different farms, 
like is it i mean when you talk about farms i mean i i, I think one of the things i i have an issue sometimes with is really understanding what a farm really looks like mm-hmm. in in my mind you know the boy from di- texas yeah the boy from texas well i mean I, I mean i can tell you what a wheat farm looks like i can tell mm-hmm. you what a you know you know 600 acres of of hay looks like but i mean mm-hmm. is it the same thing for florals is it really like a, like a whole field of nothing but you know posies or you know, yeah, or, I mean, but just on massive scales. So, and one yeah. farm specialized in a certain number of products because their their weather allows them to produce different products at different times. So it kind of moves along uh, during the seasons, and different seasons might offer different products during different times. Yeah. And just knowing that, I think, is something that a lot of florists, you know, generally know. Oh, peonies are available in this time and then right. you know certain times, but to be um, especially for early florists starting, that was always the complicated part is remembering or yeah. have you catalog this information that you learn so that you can <laughs> have accurate um, pricing later on throughout the year. So that was a big struggle. And um, yeah, oh, I think solved that problem, but it's, it really is tremendous because there are, if you, you know, 50 different items, right. In any event, you might need roses and anemones, ranunculus, you think about the complexity of that. So, well, and, that, and it's so funny. It's a funny, you just mentioned a couple of different kinds of florals, and it was so funny because I there there's a, a local florist and um and it's Epic Designs, and I just I just loved uh, her. But uh, one of the my favorite things that she has is so old school. It's like a a Rolodex of cards <laughs> with pictures of flowers on it, and so okay. she'll say ranunculus and then she'll be blah, blah, blah. okay this is what a ranunculus looks like and she'll pull out the card and put it on the table and i thought how smart so old school but at least you have a picture a, a group of pictures on the on the table that people can then understand because not everybody's gonna get that right no, you know, you, so visual these no. yeah everybody's so visual but i want to get back to the the 50 farms thing you know in this world i i feel like um clients assume that flowers are still available or available year round because Mm -hmm. we are able to get them from so many different parts of of the world. Mm -hmm. Is that true or no? I mean, I guess it depends on the type of flower, you know, everything has its limitations, but I would say generally that most things can be made available throughout the year. Uh, You just have to know logistically how and where those items are coming from. And are you willing to pay the price? And right. is your client willing to pay the price? Because it's not, you know, tulips are really great in the spring. <laughs> yes. If you want tulips other times of the year, it's a poses a bit more of a challenge, you know. So it's just a, it's just one more thing. Go ahead, Marcy. Now, with the with COVID being a factor mm-hmm. in being able to get containers through the you know through the gate, so to speak, mm-hmm. how much longer is it taking for people to get these products from outside the U.S.? Oh, good question. Well, you know, I don't know that that is necessarily a problem um, as much as you think. Um, there was the issue like last week, even in Ecuador, where they were having like a political uprising and all the product that was supposed to come from Ecuador wasn't coming in. Um, I would say that even now with like Russia and all of the, yeah. the difficulties going over there, that their product that they normally consume isn't being moved. So I don't know that there's necessarily much of a problem getting product. It's just maybe getting it at the right price or seeing how it's not spoken for by like even supermarkets or something of that nature. So it's, <laughs> it's often like a very tricky game that we all play and uh, yeah. kind of being informed or knowing 
you know, in Susie Q's backyard that she might have a problem getting this. It might not be for the same reasons that she might think if she's not uh, really paying attention. Well, I found it fascinating that it, it was because of uh, uprising equ- Ecuador. Talk about having to know world politics for a whole different reason. Oh, and it's like a huge <laughs> You don't really um, have any explanation to your bride who's going to say, well, I don't care. I just want these roses or these peonies right now. So um. So, so it's sounding like, you know, your your florist kind of is like like going to an auction and, you know, you need to like vie for your product. Yeah. And that's a really big component to like the technology these days is finding ways to create that thread or that API that is like speaking or communicating on a larger scale. So I find it just super fascinating Um, and just having like the right sources or the right vendors that you have created like these relationships with, because if, you know, he doesn't have it, surely so-and-so, well, it's just, do you know whose doors to knock on at the right times? So uh, it's (laughs) like, that's amazing. (laughs) Web. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that's amazing. Don't call me Shirley. Anyway, sorry. Old joke. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, all joke, all joke. But, I know uh, it. Airplane. <laughs> yes, airplane. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> but you know, but and I, I found I, so how important because you know when we talk about these uprisings and we talk about the political distress mm-hmm. in other countries because many times these farms are in third world countries or mm-hmm. countries that have you know, not so specific governments in place. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. You know, how mm-hmm. important is it for a client to, or a couple to be um, uh, flexible when it comes to the the materials that are going into their specific. Good question. You, you know. I think that that's something that our florists need to be really unified on is saying that you as a customer have to be super flexible I'm going to work the best to create this vision and the story that I know is going to be the best, you know, visual representation of what your dream wedding is like, but that you're giving me full artistic license to really take that and make those important buying decisions as it comes my way. And I might be relying on a third party. So it just matters of how much trust do you um, assume with the different partners in your supply chain and how, um, if you're buying just based on price, but like, I think having a really solid game plan is really necessary. And, you know, you're really the broker of that wedding and you need to be able to explain that and make them feel like they're, they have no concerns. You're just going to take care of it. And I think but that's, I like I what you said there though. It's like, you know, give me the control to tell your story. You know, yeah. the proposal is based on what we think is currently available. Correct. And, and yet there's going to be materials that may not be available. So we're going to switch those out. But at, at the end of the day, you're not really going to be able to tell, you know, yeah. the, di- give the me difference. creative control. And those are some of the things that I really felt like, um, set me ahead of like my competition in the area because they were promising flowers. Whereas I'm, I'm going to take care of this for you and you are giving me the authority to, to make these decisions on your, on your behalf. And uh, we teach that over and over in details, like different things to include in your contract terms, things that you should be feeling like the professional on, even if you're new and just getting started. So yeah. God, that makes total sense. And then, of course, one of the things that we all dealt with is price increase, right? So now I have so many of my florist friends that are dealing with this issue of I sold this Mm pre-COVID. Prices have dramatically increased. Transportation issues are Mm -hmm. all over the board. And 
now that $250 centerpiece is actually going to cost me $300, but I promised you I would do it for $250. So they're losing money. They're losing yeah. money because, and I, and I, I've said this to several of them. I'm like, don't be afraid to ask, you know, I know that it, it's contracted, but you know, things have changed. How important is that to have that in your, in your new co- contract, you know, a, a way to be flexible when it comes to that cost, when it comes to those type of things? Yeah, you know, we developed a mechanism that will easily allow our florists like an alert when the price of an item has changed. So we do say go in and check those tools pretty regularly so that you can at least give your client a heads up prior to and this is the situation. Um, I think it just all comes down to the way that you're presenting this professionally. And if you're working at a very strong margin at the beginning. So I would say have a database um, or use our items to make sure that those prices are the actual cost of the product plus 10% just to start. Um, Make the items more in your system to allow for that overage. And if you can get a better buy on it, then that will be more profit. But also be really strong and firm on working at a gross profit margin that is like at least four times the cost of the product, if five or six, depending on your market. Because... um, Maybe one event will hit you a little hard and you don't have to go back to the customer, but you can make up the difference from other events. So I think if, um, and don't really lowball your neighbor, like do not put Uh, price something that you think is like a really like, Oh, I just need it to get hit this. Um, because I'll get this wedding because what you're doing is putting all of the people in your market at a disadvantage and you're going to be out of business soon, but they're going to have to compete it much more aggressively and, right? Uh, makes everybody work harder. So it really does. And now labor cost is like absolutely crazy. I mean, we can't even find people to put, you know, to fill, fill vases and, and what have you. I mean, I can't even imagine what the cost is. I mean, I, I actually was just um, working with a, um, a company that does rentals, chair rentals, and yeah. they wouldn't give me a delivery charge on an event that I'm doing next year. And she's like, I can't give you a delivery cost on it. I'm like, why not? She's like, we don't know what it's going to be. She goes, it, it's, it she goes, I know. Yeah. And so she said, unfortunately, I can't quote you on the delivery. I can quote you on the rental of uh, the chairs because that's a constant. But we don't know what the cost of the the delivery is going to be when we get there next year. I was like, wow, okay, that's a totally different world that I'm now having to face with. And then I have to explain it to my clients. Like, right. Well, and that's a risk you have to choose that you do you want to assume. Because as a business, that's really why you can charge those fees because you're assuming a lot of the risk. And, right. uh, but yeah, how can you even predict what, what where labor or where fuel is going to be with it just driving up so high. So yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's, it's tough being a small business owner. That's why you need good tools to save you on the time aspect. It is, it is really rough, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I also have it to have this conversation with couples that say, well, we really don't want to spend that much on flowers. So we're going to do a lot of candles instead. (laughs) I'm like, that's not going to save you money because there's an increased labor issue when it comes to this (laughs) unwrapping all those candles come on now (laughs) all that glassware has to be rolled and wrapped in bubble wrap and unwrapped and filled and i'm like the the labor on that is just astronomical you're not gonna 
you know, yeah, you're not really going to save. Means, but uh, maybe ask them if they're they're comfortable using already burned candles. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, is that a thing? I didn't even know that. Is that a thing? I've I don't never even, even know heard... if it's a thing. Who knows if you can even light a candle anymore um, in a venue <laughs> with all the rules? It's like must be battery operated. Right? Oh, right. So that's you can't you can't have in certain counties. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's and many times it's hotel to hotel. Even in, in South Florida, it's hotel to hotel. Like one hotel yeah. will say, well, and I know like the Del Mar doesn't allow open. Oh, they do. Maybe. Oh, shoot. I don't want to say that then. But, uh, but you know, there are sometimes even if the county doesn't, doesn't say you, you right. can't have live candles, a hotel yeah. will say, no, we don't want live candles. So. Well, yeah. and that's why I think with a software solution, you can create templates. So when you do have a, an event at like the Hilton, it will pull yeah. up all the clauses that you need to use when you're at that particular. So you'll you'll have it already in your contract to follow the rules, which is kind of like a nice that's cool. easy automation, right? I love that. So let yeah. me ask you. Okay, so same on the software. <laughs> so on the software, let me ask you this. Okay, so I we obviously technology has come such a long way and you built the software when 15 years ago, 12 years ago or um, over time? Yeah, you know, it's been over time. I would say we launched in 2015 and I probably spent 2 years previous to that working with development teams. So right. but I started my event design business in 2003. So right. it was a good bit of time and just like refining like uh, an Excel that did a lot of work for me. <laughs> but we all know that it has its own uh, set of issues. Limitations. Yes. Yes. Your calculation. <laughs> they just ruined your whole life there, you know, so it was hard to like have something that was easily transferable event over event. So that's when we moved into a database infrastructure, but I'm it was always- for my own business. And yeah. getting proposals out than other people. Like I initially was, did it for my own business and just got out of a, a lot. need. Yeah, like, like, I, I have a need, and so I need to build a software program for it. Yeah, and a lot of the wedding planners in Central Florida would say, "You are doing this way different than a lot of people, and you need to tell so and so to help them with their proposals." And I was like, right. okay. "So that's where it started." And um. Then I started looking for a software solution and couldn't find one that had all the um, items that are available in the floral industry, like a catalog. Right, right. Like none of these pieces were talking together. So it was. I'm always interested when we talk to somebody that has d- developed software and in it, because it really does take a whole different level of brain power because <laughs> yeah. one that I do not have. Right. Well, and so I, I'm always interested to, to like that, that moment when you went, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this software. Yeah. And I'm like, I, it's it's a concept that I could never even have in my own world. I would never go, oh, you know what? Let me, uh, let me uh, build my own software. <laughs> what? That doesn't come no. up. You know, so how did you even, like, is it, is it naivety? Uh, you know, when you're thinking about like building a software program, like, did you not know what you were getting into until you got into it? Or had you already previously had software programming or, or any software? Not at of? all. Um, in 1996, when I started at the University of Florida, we had our first like introduction to website design and it was like an HTML class. And I didn't do yes. particularly well with it, but I do remember <laughs> the introduction of the World Wide Web. So right. I um, 
I never really thought about it, but uh, I was introduced to Microsoft Excel while working for an import company. And then I learned some calculations. So I thought, okay, I can automate this pretty quickly. Um, But I started my business in 2003. And in 2005, I kind of had that aha moment of I should, there should be a software platform for this. And um, I sat on the idea for 10 years, thinking about it day and night, every day. 10 years. And I just thought, I cannot get this thought out of my head, basically. And I just kept waiting for some bigger company to see how needed this was for like wedding and event professionals. And right. I just did not know how to go about it. So I started studying, learning, finding out where I had to go, (laughs) met with development companies. Um, So many things kept seem like a monstrous kind of idea. And then always like I'd be Godsmacked when I would meet someone and they would help me along in this part of the journey. So it was more of like knowing what I needed to do, but I never took action but I was just gaining a lot of insights and taking a lot of notes. So Talking lot about of- Godsmacked. Hello, Brooke. Oh, my man. <laughs> Hi, Brooke. Like, Hi, everyone. See, Kareen, I told you. She'll slide in like Kramer. <laughs> Thanks, Marcy, for that wonderful uh, little nickname. <laughs> oh, I know. Hello, Kramer. Anyway, so... so so I can't even imagine sitting on an idea for 10 years because, first of all, I would think that somebody else would steal it, right? Because there's always that moment that I you're like, oh, anything. what a great idea, right? And then somebody else does it. And you're like, damn it, I didn't I do wouldn't that. know anything about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then and then you said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build this. And then so does it keep – do you keep developing it even though it's now a thing? It's a product that's out there that you sell. Do you constantly adjust it and add to it even now? Yeah, we are. Um, we document every request that it comes in through our customer base. And right. we have a really interesting way that we move this through our like roadmap. Um, and then we basically do like a consensus, like, hey, 30 people have asked for this new feature. Maybe it's some kind of toggle or some kind of button or some kind of selling right. mechanism. And then um, we implement that. So it's basically like we have larger like strategies and so forth of what we could do. But we're constantly taking inventory of like the request of our customers. And at this point, they're the ones driving the development to see who needs what. Right. Yeah. And then, and, and then how user friendly is it? Because we, we, we all know, <laughs> like I'd like to say that I'm computer literate. I'm not, but you know, I, the, the programs that I choose obviously are the ones that I know are mm-hmm. I'm going to be, are going to be easy to use. I mean, are, is it fairly user friendly or is it, is there a learning curve? Yeah, you know, I have to say, I'd like to say that it's fairly easy. And I think for our millennials that are just starting the business, they hop on, they don't need any training. They just got it. It's pretty like they just know what's going on. Others are maybe just getting into the business even and aren't even familiar with some of like the pricing concepts or like how should you move this through? So I think it's really helpful Um, from like a learning curve aspect. We've made so many video tutorials of every single aspect and what you might want to do because so many people run their business differently. So they might want their templates set up to match the way that they're operating their business. So I think once you learn all the components, you can set it up to do whatever it is you want. But Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it does come with a certain set of challenges. It's just willing, like how willing are you to invest the time to learn something? And that comes down to be if it's easy for people or not, because if they're not going to go on that diet. It's right. never going to work for them. Right. So I was okay at Oregon Trail. It okay. Uh, it took me about three months to save the princess when Nintendo came out. That's, that's my resume. That is it. Like people no, like uh, shit. Yes. That's all I got. Oh. Hey, what, what was it? Zelda? World of Zelda? I mean, no, I, was, I, like, yeah. I tried that. I, I didn't fare well. I, it was I a didn't lot save of words. the princess. It was a but lot of work. I had to jump with words. a remote the controller. Yeah, so you got to get the flag. Like, you know, you got to get that running start. You need. Right. Oh I, God, I just I was it. like, mushrooms, great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So when we talk, um, when we talk about pricing, right? did you say you love <laughs> mushrooms? Oh, good for you. Anyway, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> But when we're talking about pricing, you know, pricing here in South Florida is a much different thing than it is, let's let's say, in the rural areas of Michigan, right? You know, the the pricing structure structure is just much much different. How does I, I are able? Are you as a user? Are you able to adjust that? Absolutely, absolutely, and we do encourage um, through our different groups for our our members to collaborate with one another so that you know right. everybody in your market or that you can kind of work together. Cause we do believe that that concept of community over competition is really uh, the only way for our, everyone to succeed is, but I would say that Miami market is a lot more aggressive um, yes. and competitive than it is in like the Midwest. Um, oh like, yes. Oh yes. But, it is definitely more competitive. Definitely but they definitely can have more access to product too. So like right. their pricing might be like, way lower even in Miami than it might be in different parts of the world. So um, I think if we try to give everybody a baseline just to kind yeah. of know where to start with. And then uh, we often conduct surveys just to see how are you uh, charging on your markups and right. what are you paying your designers by the hour or something. So are people honest on those things? I, cause I know when I get a survey, I always do the bubble below my age, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that collectively wow. our users all know that we're trying to like give them the best information to make the best business decisions. So they yeah. usually play along nicely, but you know who are the good answers are. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a fool. I just said Oregon Trail, so I can't pass that 35 now. Like that's yeah. not gonna work. You know, so how, right? How are people finding how are people finding this platform? Is it through like intrigue or floor society, or is there somewhere that people are finding this? Yeah, you know, I um, we do a lot of different conventions and we try to be uh, a friend to everybody in the industry. And really, yeah. if they have something promoting, we often try to be a sponsor of these really wonderful events. So we meet a lot of people there. Um, it's a lot of word of mouth, actually. If a florist is using something and they're really friendly about us, they will promote us. Um, we right. To join the associations. We were just the official software for the AIFD convention. So we helped them procure like all the flowers for that event. Right. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, they're doing th different things like this too. Cause it's, it's interesting where the crossover lies um, when you're meeting people and, you're like, wherever we can get it, we're getting the advertising. I don't care where it comes from, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. When we were first starting um, out when we only had like 50 customers or something, no yeah. one wanted to share um, because they were like, this is my trade secret. Like, I don't oh, want to tell them. Like, oh. 
I'm using. And uh, then it became where there were a few softwares out and people right. are kind of aware there's softwares that can help them with this. We need to ask Nora Shields that because, you know, Rock Paper Coin is is one of our favorites. I, lo- I, I think we all use Rock Paper Coin. I love Rock Paper Coin. The best. The best. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things is that um, they they asked us to to share it. And so, obviously, we did because yeah. it's such a, a they're just such a great company and such a great software product that they keep you know updating it but i actually have a question regarding um it's a floral question i i hate to divert the, the the conversation slightly but it's a floral question so one of the things that i actually talk to my clients about is that when we when we talk about florals and visuals and stuff i tell one of the things that i read and it's actually fairly true that people make their judgments about a space in one tenth of one second right? Mm-hmm. Your guests, when they walk through the door, they make their decision about the visuals in mm-hmm. one tenth of one second. That's not a lot of time, mm-hmm. right? That's not a lot of time. And so I say to, I say to clients, I'm like, look, don't get too wrapped up in that orchid that only grows on top of a volcano twice a year, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is fairly expensive to get. And then, you know, choose for something that's a little bit more mainstream. And guess what I can do with uplights, darling. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. And then uplights, you know, is, is, do you find that, in, especially in this new world, with the world of Pinterest and all of the, the things that – and Instagram, that people get caught up in, in those really specific details? You know, because, you know, on Instagram, they did do that one photo that's perfect with all of these beautiful florals that have, you know, texture and color. And it's crazy expensive. But does it make sense, you know, being on 20 different tables? Right. So yeah. what what is your thought process behind that? How do you how do you balance the idea of beauty versus uh, specifics? Um, gosh, well, I think that it's really important to, like, make sure you're capturing the vision of what the client's asking you for. But my best thing that I always did was let's have a few different statement areas that are really going to have a lot of bang. It will save yeah. my team the, you know, the labor cost of having to like be on site all day long, if we can just pop out a few really dramatic things, and then just have something a lot more simple on the other tables, because, you know, it just depends on who you're trying to impress. Again, it goes down to it. But I do think that fresh flowers certainly make the difference. And I think that it's um, such a beautiful thing that we have access to. So we want to continue to have access. And I think people will go along to see that appreciation for flowers and, you know, make something that is really simple for grandma to take home too. So maybe it's not a huge center. People are going to be breaking their back, getting it out of the venue, but maybe have part of your profits worked into actually selling the containers that you're going to give. See, smart. And so then, so this reverts back to the software program, you know, when you were talking about putting together proposals, Mm -hmm. You know, being able to to create that visual and to come up with photos that kind of give you a similar kind of vibe, because we we never want to repeat somebody's wedding. I mean, that's one of the things that we talk about all the time. That it's almost <laughs> impossible to copy somebody's wedding specifically. So when you're doing these proposals and you're thinking about these concepts, meaning these dramatic pieces, yeah, is it obviously this software program allows you to pull in photos? Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Um, you can take a photo and then assign the, what the recipe is. So basically, if you had an arch and you knew it had 500 of these roses and 200 of these hydrangeas and all these other right. collaboration of flowers, you can right. simply drag that picture into a contract and it will show you everything that you need to buy, what you should charge the clients. And then again, you have a um, 
a design board for your design team so they know exactly what they need to go in and create and how much product they'll be able to use on that. So it basically takes you from the design process to the yeah. stems, the colors and uh, the order, um, which is yeah. really helpful for our farms because they can see how their products are performing by our entire customer base, which is really kind of unique. It's not been ever communicated that way before. Which I love. And I love that. And then in this world of being green, yeah, you know, you know, obviously people are really into making sure carbon footprints and all of those things. Is, is there any future idea development about that process or am I planting an idea maybe for the future about, you know, carbon footprint when it comes to, you know, floral design? You know, I have, um, I just attended the Slow Flowers Conference with Deborah Prinzing, and uh, we have a really um, strong desire to work with local farmers and growers so that right. their products can be um, offered on the site. So you can do like a, a radial search to see who might have what products so that you can sell their products. Um, yeah. and we also work with um, Smithers. Um, I know that they have some products that are kind of contested in the industry, but they have alternatives. So we're working with them to help people be more educated on what the options are. But I definitely think it's uh, something all floors should be environmentally conscious of considering we work with flowers. And I love the fact that you said that, that it, it includes a radial. Uh, I love that, you know, because then yeah. it, it, it does include local fl- fl- uh, farmers and making sure that you're buying local quote unquote. I mean, that's a yeah. big thing here in South Florida is actually buying local. Yeah. yeah. And I, so exciting to just to see what's growing in your backyard. And it's often a great way to sell a wedding. You know, it's like sell the flowers that are there. Um, yeah. What do you say to those people that say my mom can put it together? She used to be a florist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's so many of those. Good luck. So many disasters. I would just kind of clue her in on how the big the mess is going to be. And is your mom a drinker? Like, is she right? going to? Like, <laughs> the oh, pardon me. Sorry. That's okay. Does your mom shine underneath a half a bottle of wine? Is the question. Like, yeah, you know. I mean, it's going to take because you know that that will oh. wind up in the caterer's office undone. And oh my god! Put it together for them. I yeah. mean, and I have to tell people all the time. I'm like, please do not set up your own table. Please do not set up your own table. Please don't set up because who yeah. wants that stress? Who no. wants that time and that stress when it comes um, to putting those fl- those florals together? And I have seen. Now I have to say, I have a wedding that I did way back, and we're still really good friends. Actually, I'm still really good friends with the, the parents. But I set up like a whole room of nothing but hot gun, uh, hot glue guns, and paper for the this whole group of ladies to get together, and they were literally glue gunning the, the bags, the gift bags as people were arriving. I was like, oh my God, I love you all so much. But that was before w- my time. Yes, it was definitely before your time, but I'm like, I love you all so much, but oh my God, you could have saved yourself so much time by just letting me do this, but okay. You know, yeah, I mean, really in, I know, but in your world, I mean, how how is that when it's coming into labor issues? How are you building that into your software program? Is it adjustable labor? You know, yeah. or, you know how is that? Right. How does that come come part of your your software program? Well, we really try to give people a little bit of direction on how this industry standard lies with like, you know, delivery costs. So you can either charge a flat rate or you can do it a percentage based on profits. Um, We also include different ways that you might need to do you need to run a vehicle? Is that a cost? You need to add in mileage. Um, What time is this set and strike time? How many people is it going to take to do this particular set Um, or what's the estimation? So 
you can do it by um, the number of people, the hourly rate that you want to charge and people will pay it. Like they don't want to have to be there on their wedding day, setting things the up. The fact That's that gasoline fine. petroleum costs $19 and 47 cents a gallon now. Right. I mean, <laughs> especially now, yeah. Gas fluctuating so dramatically. Oh I mean, are these all adjustable pieces in there or should it be? In, you know, in the I'm really interested to see how the IRS is moving forward with their gas rate per mile and what they're suggesting for us to like, um, you know, when you have Ooh. a free, I'm about a month away from getting out the old Barbie with the pla- the two wheels in the back and the front. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm almost there. I still got my big. Please, I still got my big wheel. I'm I'm doing yes. my wheelie. Yeah, really good on that. But uh, Keith, put me in the red wagon. <laughs> I mean, it is. What a nightmare, right? I mean, oh I don't even know how. And that's it's affecting the entire floral supply chain, too, from everyone. Oh, it's crazy. And then us being able to compete with, like, Amazon's drivers the way that they're oh. charging. Um, so it makes it a very complicated scenario. Flowers aren't cheap, but they do definitely make an impact. So people will find well, a way to get them there. So Neither is the gas on the Titanic to take it to get it here sometimes, too. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but I keep playing these violins. <laughs> right, but yeah, keep playing those violins. But you know, I actually so it's it's funny that you brought up Amazon because one of the things that I sometimes compete against is the availability and inexpensiveness of Amazon. Like recently, mm-hmm. I we had some and. Brooke, we're not saying anything past the rose gold silverware. Uh, anyway, so we have a story. But uh, I'm gonna drink this. <laughs> but you know, the bride found this the rose gold silverware on Amazon for two dollars a set, where locally the cheapest I could rent it was like six or ten dollars a set. And oh, wow. so we ended up buying it instead of renting it because it was so much less. Do you see that as a as a an issue in the the world of events? across the board because you do have you do get to talk to so many people that you do have so many i mean is that a, a thing that people are having to compete against gosh you you would hope not but i mean it's just like you could think of all the different ways to sell against that it's like do you really want to store this do you know you oh know? no we gave it to the hotel than cleaning it but um right you no know, it's often that comes down to i may have a spoon or two <laughs> yeah <I forgot laughs> by that. the way yeah, Brooke, my, my husband really thinks that that big spoon is going to go right through that ice cream container. It's not. <laughs> I get. In the, I wake up in the morning and I have like a a, a clear bowl. Yeah, that you could clearly tell there was moose tracks and ice cream in it. And then yeah. I have a spoon that is bent like this. <laughs> and I'm like, that was your idea. Out of all the things, I'll, I'm you, just you've been in the kitchen. They all the really things that was your idea. That was your. The best idea like, you had. When you're talking about a two dollar spoon, honey, I you know it's a two dollar what twenty twenty cent spoon. I well put it this way: I didn't bend it back; I threw it in the trash. I, I mean, well, think about how that spoon is going to perform with your steak. You know, I mean, right. that's wedding. Uh-huh. Uh... But that's what I'm saying. But do you find that there's competition in the in this world like we've never seen before because of the va- availability of products through things like Amazon? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's beyond my. Pay grade, but I think that there is so much <laughs> excess out there for everybody to uh, be dealing yeah. with and swim through. And like, you got to have a good way to kind of categorize that and keep track of all of that because the good, you know, it's just like yeah. travel. It's cheap to go to Jamaica, and the next day it's like ten thousand dollars a person. So, like, uh, what are where, who's drawing the lines? Oh my god! I, well, I dare say not to put us out of business, but like, you can almost now. 
Yeah. We've had the, the company on the show at least once, if not twice. Almost Amazon Prime, in a way, like your wedding. Like some of your things. Like, oh, Rent Your yeah, Wedding. Yeah. You're talking about Rent Your Wedding. Yeah. yeah and, we, and we love Rent Your yeah. Wedding. I yes. mean, we've had them on the show before, and they're a great website, and they do a, a beautiful magazine, so we're not saying anything against that, because I actually <laughs> have told people that are on very budget weddings that, you know, look, this is a great site. But I think that, that goes back to saying that there are budgets for every kind of client, yeah. right? Exactly. Client, who are you appealing to? And, who are you appealing to? But and when so, you're buying online, I mean, you don't necessarily know what you're getting. If right. at least if you're working with a person who vets their, you know, their vendors, they know they can vouch for you know X, Y, and Z company that they work with because they know their product. When you work with a company you don't know anything about, you yeah. just you're it's a crapshoot. And that's pretty much like someone that has not hired a wedding planner, in a that's, sense. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, true. but I would imagine that if you, more times than not, you do not have a wedding planner at that point if you're going that route. Yeah. Kareem? You're going to be peeling 1,200 stickers off those spoons. You know, you kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were wrapped. So, yeah, we did have to unwrap them. But, but you know, I mean, the other thing is, is like uh, rental stuff is now like I, I, the, we had a wedding that rented all of their florals. And they were, they were imitation. And I really was like having a bit of a heart attack. Like, really? This is what we, 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 and I was gagged, but the photos looked amazing. I was gagged. And so did the flowers. I the was, flowers was, looked amazing. I, was, I actually, I was on that package to, um, put yeah. them back in the box and I was like, oh, they did this right. And I'm like counting to 14 real good twice. And <laughs> I was like, what they made out crap of? For, but I don't think that's for the, the flowers. Were, because that's like plastic and that, you know, I was just yeah. swimming around on vacation on this beautiful reef. And I tell you, I kid you not, everywhere were these plastic rose petals that was all over this beautiful reef that someone had their wedding. And it's like, those yeah. same flowers are ending up in our oceans. So please don't do that. Yeah, wow. No, See, look at you. Look yeah. at you. Everything that you. we did, I will say, was put together like the boutonnieres, the bouquets. It was there was nothing. There was no rose petals. Like they, that they wasn't did. an issue for us. It was yeah. all. Like, no, they did. A, and I have to say, I was really. And they were beautiful. I will the say that changed my mind. Yeah, quality, quality was really incredible. So one of the so with all these being said, right? Where do you see the future of the floral world going? You know, is it becoming more streamlined, more online, more you know software driven, and and does that cut out some of the the creativity? You know, is it more of a point and click kind of thing, and and does it reduce some of the creative aspects that might come out when designing from scratch on paper, so to speak? Yeah. Well, I definitely think it is moving in a more technology based environment because how can we not utilize this to to make our businesses really flow? And um, I think over time, like just with AI, I think it's going to start doing more image recognition and maybe mm. these orders all together for us. But the you can give it's really interesting to see like a competition, especially at like AIFD, where they just had their gateway to the America's Cup. Everyone's given the same amount of product and they all the designs look a thousand percent different. If you have a different wow. style, different artist, they're going to use these flowers in such entirely different ways. So I think you might be able to put an order together really quickly 
but your execution of it and your style is going to be like, are you Alexander McQueen? Or are you? I was just going to say, uh, are you Versace? Or are you You better get that sketch pad out, sister. Let me pull up that name. I got that name. And that's where you can get those prices for your designs. And are you providing what kind of service? Are you going to be like the Betty Crocker and you're going to do a thousand of these Betty Crocker designs? You can get an assembly line doing it, or are you going to be something that is something that you're going to be able to go print that that Versace fa- <laughs> that print on computer? You can do all that tech stuff, and then you're still going to hand paint though, McQueen. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? There's still right. I say there's still always there's going to be that old school touch and that feeling that just some artists that's what just that's just what they do. Yeah, and and or a Grand Trail. I'm still my snap. My insist is going to be shit until someone else does it. I'm just but you still need to know what that event is going to cost you, and then how many people right. are going to take you to put that together. Like, it's, right. you might be able to get you know fifty thousand dollars for an event that maybe someone else only charges fifteen thousand. It's just how are you selling it to which client? So, well, and do you find that the farms are becoming more technology, like more technology yeah. driven? I feel like the farms are, but maybe not necessarily the rest of the supply chain. So like, I feel like a lot of like these older wholesalers are very tech averse. They're not very savvy. And uh, the farms are really excited to like jump into technology and get their products sold because they're just, if they don't sell them, they have to. Right. 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 So was it etch a sketch that had like, was the red thing with the two buttons that you could do that a sketch? Okay. So there was that like Oregon Trail. And now here we are. <laughs> and I'm over here shaking, like oh, not good. The lines are wrong. Just, oh my god, that's <laughs> funny. But you know, but that's a, but I mean, if the farms are doing their part in technology, and mm-hmm. we're talking about the the distributors, right, are yeah. not are not catching up. How there are a lot that are leading the way, but I would they say are. the large majority are just kind of sitting back. And I think that um, you know, it's like going out to the wild west you're either gonna go and be successful or you're gonna die on the oregon trail <laughs> like, i love it i love it I love there's it. fast friends and there's me with a quill a pen and a quill just really saying saying all the all the <laughs> over there i mean come I know. On. she just got that full circle i love that full circle thing that she just did that was amazing i think combos and oregon trail are gonna be I, it has to be, be, has be, to be to right now. Oh, so and then so, so when it comes to, to your software product, are you are you national, international? Like, yeah, tell us a little bit more about your reach, so to speak. Um, so right now we have 700 domestic companies here in the United States that are mainly event design companies using our software. Uh, nice. We're in Canada, United Kingdom, um, we're in Australia, and like 11 other different countries. A lot of Caribbean. Um, we haven't really localized our language so that we are in other dialects or other, you know, uh, we right. can't really assist. So we're working on that this next year to to offer our product because what we're finding is florists all over the world are having the same issues with their suppliers and how do they right. charge. I, I um, found out at 2 o'clock this morning what toad in the hole, toad in the hole was, so I mean, you'll be fine. <laughs> so I, I knew what bangers and mash was, but told them. Oh, uh, I know, I know, I love bangers and mash. Uh, <laughs> or a Scottish egg. A different niche, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, I gonna, would love it. <laughs> is it just going to be florals, or do you see yourself doing invitations? Do you see yourself <laughs> in the world of event rentals? I mean, is there an expansion piece to the the software that goes into different parts of of the event planning world? Um, I would love to think. So very floral centric because I don't think a lot of people are as 
interested in helping out the floral community because they do see like, oh, catering is a bigger industry than floral. So we're going right. to appeal to that market. So it's really served us, I think, um, great to be a, a very floral centric. Um, right. But we do find that like anybody who can put a package together, like a DJ, we have a few DJs that are using our software and they will build out like a great proposal with all of the DJ equipment they need to bring to this particular event. So it can be used in a variety of ways, um, but we haven't had the automatic like catalogs the same as we have with like what flowers are available and when, Um, mainly because I think flowers fluctuate their pricing a lot more than other industries um, based on the availability and it's perishable. So uh, maybe some things with like produce. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just thinking like the the covered wagon Oregon trail again with like Coachella. Coachella's inside the back of the wagon. Yeah, I actually had a a company call me about wanting to do this with the funeral and like embalming and all of are necessarily that go along with that event. And it's like it's a huge. Well, they have flowers. They have flowers. Well, that went left quick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. I love that. Oh my god. I know. I love that because I'm trying to keep you on your toes. I love like Coachella. She's like deadly deadly stuff. I know. Right blankets. I love it. Themes for no limits. No limits. I love that. No limits on this. Well, you know, and so we had um, we had the the uh, creator of Honey Fun that was on, and she was talking about the fact you know they also upscaled their business dramatically. Like they went from one employee, one person, her, to I forget how many people, but it was a lot. I, did your company do the same thing? Did you start with just you and and like maybe a software developer and all of a sudden all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I have a company. Yeah. Um, I have 10 people on my team now. So I don't know that we've grown like as fast as like other companies. Um, so it's definitely been that. Be I'm sorry. Being responsible for like, people, people is, is like, that's a lot. We're all self-funded, so we haven't, um, unlike some of these other companies where they've taken investment dollars and um, I think able to grow a little faster, it's all been like just me. So at the range, and I think kind of very proud of that, Um, but we're getting calls left and right. And I'm like, I just don't know that I want someone um, directing the ship other than an actual florist that might care about it. Good point. Take I love that. In that. I like that feeling. Like I, I can completely get where you're at, and I understand what you're saying because Keith. Um. Yep. <laughs> well, but and like, it, well, yeah. like we had Emily Post on, and and mm-hmm. uh, well, actually Lizzie Post, which is the great great granddaughter of Emily Post, and same thing. She does it all. And you um, would think, you know, with having an Emily Post Institute, you know, that's a highly visible, highly successful. But she's like, no, it's me. I I do it all because I want to have mm-hmm. control over it, and I get that. And I mean, yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, I can scale the business, but I, that's not the kind of business I want. And I yeah. didn't sign up for that. I do jokes <laughs> here on Tuesdays. Keith can answer the phone and be brilliant at all times. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I didn't like, sign up for anything else. No, well, she's like, right number two. Friday and Saturday, done. Our software to like a honey book. And yes, we have a very similar thing, but they don't have the floral inventory that we have. And, you know, right. here they place like, a hundred to hundred million dollars. Um, so I feel like to be in that same pool of like, Hey, we're comparing customers and, or based software. Oh, I love that. Wow. That's really, that's, that's amazing actually. Honestly. And, but I love I the fact that you have a bigger, ca- well, yeah. I love the fact that you have a bigger catalog. 
I mean, I think that's really the important piece here is that you yeah. really did focus on the floral world and making it easy for florists to mm-hmm. build their catalog. I mean, yeah, that's, well, that's and it's, a, it's a really interesting. Um, I just love the industry. Like I have been in this since I grew up in Apopka. Uh, I know Marcy is near there, but it's the indoor foliage capital of the world. My family own greenhouses. Um, so I really feel like it's kind of an homage to where I'm from to like follow along nice. and make this industry a little better. Um, yeah. Our contribution. But um, yeah, everyone has so many different ideas, but we really are driven by what our customers are asking us because they're really like the ones who decide, you know, they could, they could go to HoneyBook, maybe not have the same exact experience, but they're sticking right. around with us because of what we're doing. I love that. And then if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or yeah. wants to invest into the software, how do they do that? Yeah. Well, you can visit our website. It's detailsflowers.com and uh, you can click on, um, you can start your free trial right away. We like to give you seven days to really poke around. Uh, we also do like a getting to know you meeting where we can really steer you or give you some of the best protocols based on, you know, how big your business is, how many transactions you might be processing and all those different elements. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram. We would love to like have you pay attention to like our journey. We try to do content posts, you know, daily, um, really just right. good information that people might be able to find useful. And, uh, I have yeah. a quick, I have a quick question. So, sure. um, one of my favorite people in the world, I won't mention, um, Cece Todd's name here on, on, <laughs> on here, but she does live for a good red rose in this right there. Right. So Thank I want to send her a different color. What color are we sending her? She's a pink girl. She's yeah, she's, she's a pink, pink girl, but maybe yellow. I think she would look good. I think she would look good in yellow. Actually, she's she uh, yellow. Show. See, uh, that's my pick. It's, it is the color of friendship. We're <laughs> friends, Cece. I love you, but. <laughs> we'll Cece on. I know she's not on our software right now, and um, I don't know why she isn't, but uh, she's a, She's, she's such a, a hoot. I just love her. I like to sit in. It on was her. really just a color question, but I'll tie her in this. I'll be like, hey. Well, I, I, I think we figured out, y'all, is what it's going to be. Yeah. So, uh, oh. by the way, I'm actually going to push you towards. So, Tyler Black, if you're listening to me, Cache Events, I'm pushing you towards them. FYI. <laughs> oh, and by the way, because you know, I do, uh, while I'm applying my second coat of mascara, I do listen to the show. And Jacqueline, darling. Jack- yes, Jack- Jacqueline. Jacqueline. And happy design. birthday, Nicole Sellers. That was like, I'm yes, like it's a flower birthday. day. Yeah, so it seems like all of our florists are, we've mentioned basically all of our florists. Oh my God. Kareen, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my God. I mean, it's been a wide ranging conversation and I hope we didn't scare you. (laughs) No, I mean, I think it's uh, interesting and not a lot of people like uh, the business part of flowers. And I just think it's like one of the coolest things that we all do and uh, just to be able to buy products, you know, at the best price and is what, what you really need. There's and money and talent and pretty much anything on the planet. And right? I love this because most most florists are the creative type. So the business part is the hard <laughs> yes. part for them. And so the fact that you're making it easier for the creative types to actually run a successful business is a big deal. It is. To me, that's a big deal. And are you going to make it things pretty and are become smart. more profitable with less amount of investment of time? Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a whole big, big thing that everybody needs to be. And it's a small investment, really. So it's a something if you if you need it, it, you we got it for you. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Kareen Hack, thank you so much. If you want more information again, go to detailsflower.com or follow their Instagram at detailsflowers. Details is plural, FYI, and flowers is plural. So details flowers. And um, thank you again, Kareen. Thank you so much for being on the behind yeah. the veil. And uh and um Marcy Gutenberg with an affair to remember and the always gorgeous Brooke Logan Stoner. I'm Keith Willard. So we're gonna say for goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you.